Hello everyone, you're listening to the 100th episode of Legends of Laia, a tabletop actual play campaign set in the fractured world of Laia, brought to you by Infinity Brick, where we're telling stories our own way. Legends of Laia comes out every other Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts, and if you'd like to support the show, you can follow us on Twitch at Legends of Laia Pod and bit.ly forward slash Infinity Talk. That's capital I, Infinity, capital T, Talk. In addition to that, we highly recommend you check out all of our social media channels at Infinity Break 23 to stay updated on the events of the show. Thank you everyone who has uh, been with us for this journey since the very beginning and people who hopped on at the halfway point. We really do appreciate your continued support throughout the adventures that we've been having in Laia. Before we get started, let's go ahead and reintroduce our characters. Folks, my name is Ben Hamlin. I play a rogue of indiscernible archetype by the name of Hugo Charlemagne Augustus Robert Anton Dufontaine. Hey everyone, I am Andrew Akel. I play Al- Darius Alamnath, aka Ollie, the Sea Elf Wizard of Evocation. And I think my favorite episode in the last 100 episodes oh. was when we met the captain and Shalva seduced him. I didn't realize we were picking favorite episodes. I didn't did either. Now. Um, because I have the memory of a gnat, so that's going to be difficult for me. Uh, I can my- tell you what your favorite episode was. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to let Andrew pick my favorite episode for me. My name is Maddie Trimbo-Gobes. I play Paladin Captain Petros, our uh, half-orc Paladin Cleric, and Andrew's going to tell me what my favorite Laia episode is. Uh, Maddie's favorite Laia episode was when Petros found out that uh, Coria was his sister, and they both met his mom in uh, Port... Uh-oh. Yeah, it was the what number? city. Nisoto. Okay, I wanted to say Nisoto, but I thought I might be mixing that up with something else. Also, uh, I don't know what number it was. Okay. Like, 32? Uh, my favorite episode I'm deciding right now, I guess, uh, was the ship battle against the Kraken. Hmm. It's all been downhill since then, if you ask me. <laughs> wow. That, that, that's when wow. That's right. Fuck this show. It. Yeah, wow. Uh... uh now, it's either that or when we spent like a half hour trying to figure out how to jump out of a tower. <clears throat> oh my god. I, I was already at the bottom. I wasn't even yeah, there Yeah, I didn't say we one. all spent a half hour trying to figure out how to that jump out of the tower. That was very funny. That one was very <laughs> funny because Maddie was like, well, why don't we just do this uh, after the fact? And I was like, well, they were already stupid for half an hour. Sorry, we can't go back and change that. Yeah, all I got was a message. I don't know where I was, but I got a message saying basically like, hey, um, sorry. <laughs> and I was like, for what, guys? I think we were like, do you have any rope? Uh, hey, anyway, <laughs> yeah. can I do my intro now? Yeah. Uh, my name's Johnny Ronaldo. I play our halfling chef, Finley Murphy. And my favorite episode is, I think, I think it's like 48 or something when Finley becomes a thing. Uh, and also, alternatively, episode 69. Nice. Hey! Hey! We spent so much Fine. time goofing around <laughs> during that episode. Yeah. I mean, we spend so much time goofing around every, every episode. Every episode. Yeah, what's, what's now? And last, but incredibly not least, your Dungeon Master for this evening, who, I believe by the logic of us recording our 100th episode, is now 100 years old. Happy birthday, Nick. It's Nick <laughs> Happy birthday to Nick. Thanks. Um, this has like been really amazing. I'd like to thank the Academy, but fuck the Academy. For turning a uh, hundred? 
Yes, we're turning 100. The Academy of Age. Yeah. The Academy uh, of Immortality. The Podcaster's Academy. I'm mm. Nick. I'm your Dungeon Master. My favorite episode of Legends of Laia. Um, this is a good question. Um, <laughs> I do like the one where <laughs> you go in and it was the Kraken episode because I think one of my favorite moments ever in Legends of Laia is Hugo's <clears throat> when he's like, surely this will make the Kraken stop attacking us. And he like throws the Yoshi egg into, <laughs> into the ocean, which meant that you guys didn't get a dinosaur companion. <laughs> like we need another child. <laughs> Like we need barely... another lizard. It was also something you could have sold, and then you would have probably met Finley, who would have cooked it immediately. Um. <clears throat> we probably would have met Finley, as opposed to this timeline where we never met Finley. <laughs> well, Finley would have cooked it. But yes, that is my favorite moment. I just the turnaround from clearly this is what's going to work to stop the kraken attacking us to yeeting the egg over the edge of the ship was very funny. Anyway. Welcome back to Legends of Leia. Anything else before we continue? So since this is our 100th episode, do we want to just do a quick, quick, quick recap of everything that has happened in the story so far? Andrew, Jesus, no pressure. Uh, <laughs> just a quick to, recap. Andrew, you sure fucking can. Well, this is a group effort. So it started with a prison break that I wasn't present for, and I never actually listened to that episode. It started with a half work with a high strength uh, modifier not being able to lift a fucking door. And none of you have ever let me forget it. Like two yeah. and a half was, years later. Then there was a rock that I wasn't supposed to touch. Then there was a letter. Uh, then there, there was uh, a wagon train. Then there was... Yeah, boy. We mm. crossed the abyss. Yeah, the Godless Abyss. That's where we met uh, uh, Chalva 2, more elves. No, um, we. Oh, I see. Never mind. Shalva two yeah. more L's. Chavala. No, we um, met. Well, we met. We met Shavala in yeah. prison. Shavala has mind. been on this podcast. Oh, never mind. Never mind. We met has. the. We met the fucking boat keeper, keeper yeah. of the boats. Yeah. River yeah. crossing Karen, fucking Charon. Yeah. yeah. You no, know, you Whatever. named him Karen. Like K. I was not there for that episode. Um, let's see. You then we then we met the Nick. Do you want the recap or not? Yes. Then we met the Zafari tribe, uh, and that's where we met the Oracle, and the Oracle was like, ooh, bad omens upon thee. And we're like, okay. Um, that's pretty much what happened. And then we probably met Helm Bloodtooth at some point. Uh, well, then on. we went to basically- After we met the Oracle, we went into the temple thing and got the first, sorry, right. second, uh, yeah. second artifact we... and also dragon child. That's was right. That the that's the water we... temple? Well, that's, that's when we recruited Rockchat, and that's also later, we right. uh, reenacted the Mummy 1999. Yes, that was the Desert Temple. <laughs> With just yeah. as many hot people. Uh-huh. Oh, oh thank you. Uh, then we went to Port Nisoto, and we spent a long time in Port Nisoto. Um, like, easily 20 episodes. Uh, yeah. We went to the Water Temple. We fought a dragon. Hugo ran away. Uh, Nick forgot my turn one time, and I didn't have a combat <laughs> turn twice in a row. Uh, and then I very meekly from the corner said, uh, Nick, uh, there was a mirror. We fought vampires at one point. 
Yeah, that was later on in that same arc. The mirror was in the the one I'm surprised you remember that because it was in one encounter. It was in the water. Yeah, I still have it. Yeah, because I brought it with me. You could see the water elementals that you otherwise couldn't. Yeah, Nick, I remember shit. Uh, Then we had a pirate fight. Uh, on a boat, and Hugo threw the egg back. Then Luck said goodbye, and most of us got hugs. Uh, <laughs> then we met Finley, literally moments later. Uh, Hugo ordered uh, <clears throat> un stick du mozzarella. Um, then we fought vampires. Hugo got a new sword. Oh, Hugo lost his hand previously in the water dungeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we fought some vampires. Uh, we bullied one of them into betraying his own kind. We named him Frank. That wasn't his name. <laughs> Uh, Finley and Hugo fought because Hugo was, or no, Finley was briefly possessed by vampire thrallness. Um, then we came back. I guess we got all the vampires, I think. Um, I hope <laughs> no, so. No, the, the one no. escaped. She yeah. was like, fuck you, I'm leaving. Because oh, she turned right. into mist, and there was nothing we could do against that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Chalva almost died three times in one cave. Uh, <laughs> that was fun. Some of those deaths were fake. I couldn't tell you which ones off the top of my head. <laughs> Literally only the first one. Uh, Finley said goodbye to their in-laws. Um, and then we got on our merry little wagon. Uh, we went north in... Boy, I think I'm about to skip like ten episodes in a row. <laughs> uh, then we went north into... It's the orc camp. Oh no, yeah, then we went back to the orc camp and we were like, Oh no, there's shadows here, but no people! Yeah. Um, and we fought the shadows, there. and that's when Parascience Chapter 3 happened. Yeah, <laughs> that's when it got spliced uh, in. And then we headed to the Oracle. Uh, right. Oh, at a certain point, uh, Shalva slept around. Good for Shalva. <laughs> at more than um, one. Twice. Point. Multiple times. Yeah. yeah. The Oracle and also the most genuine wife whose name I can never recall. Shalva never slept with the Oracle. Shalva fucked the captain. No, I didn't say. Glory. Oop. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh. Right now. <laughs> Nick, I Nick, I started a new sentence. I wasn't suggesting that Shalva slept with the Oracle. Uh, let's see. Then, fuck. Shalva, well, Shalva did bang the most genuine wife. And then the most genuine wife was like, you know, there was a party before this or something. Then also we found Helm Bloodtooth and he lost an arm. Uh, and I don't remember the order of events anymore. Then there was a tower in the desert and we were like, ah, a child. Yeah, uh, and then that's when Shalva you guys almost got us all killed. Yeah. Then Chalva ditched us for a revenge quest. Oh, about ten episodes prior to that, we spent some time in a library, and uh, Maddie Petros met uh, their boyfriend in the future, uh, whose name is Matthias, which is funny, because that's Maddie's name. Kinda. <laughs> so there's no H. I don't think there's yeah. an H in his name. It's Matthias. It is M-A-T-T-H-E-U-S. Yeah, Nick specifically asked me. Any of this. <laughs> Nick specifically yeah, but... asked me if I thought that would be weird, and I was like, I don't really care. Here we are. Here we are. Uh, then there was the tower. We fell out of the tower. Shalva ditched us. There were some spiders in the desert. Then we started Dragons. walking up into cold areas, and then we met uh, a bunch of dwarves who were like, "Ah, oh, we're dwarves." Um, and they're like, "There's trolls nearby." And we're like, "We're gonna find those trolls for you." And we found those trolls, and we started fighting them. And that's when we found Ollie, who was hanging upside down like Luke in Empire Strikes Back. Uh-huh. Um, and then he helped us. And then we rode a giant crab out of the troll cave uh, to go back to the village <laughs> at twenty-three miles an hour. Twenty-three miles per hour, which is not that fast, but that might be the fastest any of us have ever gone in this little weird medieval Renaissance world we live in. Uh, then we hung out with the dwarves for a bit. Um, then we traveled 
uh, to Montana, and that's where we've been ever since. And now Hugo's dad, uh, Hugo's mentor, is like, uh, <laughs> oh, but I'm going to do the maximum amount of evil, and I need you join me and we can rule the galaxy as far and soon. And Hugo's like, no, I will not. Uh, I don't, think I don't that's believe what he you. Said. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father, did he? He told me nothing, told me you killed him. Uh, I don't think he ever implied that you guys were father and son. Yeah, no, Hugo. (laughs) I am your mentor. And Hugo's like, yes, I recall. Smaller Hugo, conspiracy Um, theory. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, um, yeah, we spent some time in the hot springs. Uh, Ollie can fucking sing, and that's good for Ollie. Uh, Finley uh, gives very detailed descriptions of everything that she cooks. Um, they also really gonna make me hungry. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what blows. It's always in the middle of a recording session. I'm like, cool, excited to eat a piece of bread between episodes. <laughs> Y'all should try eating food before the podcast. Shut the I, I do, but I like it. food. Um, Petros <laughs> has family issues, and Petros has family issues and doesn't know whether or not he's dating Mateus. Um, <laughs> Hugo uh, <laughs> keeps making up books that he's already written, and then uh, Corey is there. I'm pretty sure it takes two people to agree to date. Yeah, it does. Now, I'm double-checking because I'm single, uh, as far as I know, but okay. I think it takes two people to agree to date. Well, the funny ben, part is Mateus you... also doesn't know that the rest of the party is like, oh yeah, those two are together. Yeah. Oh, All we right, did ben... go on a heavy air quotes date. Yeah, and Hugo tried Some to point. kill Mateus, so... Yeah. Ben, do you agree with me that, uh, Hugh, that uh, oh, not Hugo, uh, that Petros and Mateus are dating? Yeah. Alright, two people. Done. Okay, that's the <laughs> baby. That's right, they, you got me there. That's called an arranged marriage. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, that I think is more or less the plot of Legends of Leia. I feel like I <laughs> forgot something major. I feel like we caught, we like missed like maybe the entire motivation for why we're doing any of this, but that's not really relevant at this uh, point. Oh, the part where your best friend turned into the villain in the middle of the. Oh yeah, that happened. Oh. Um, Nick, <laughs> yeah. I fully understand what you're saying. If I could just counter that slightly, not my best friend. Okay, cool. I don't think Hugo, I don't think Hugo and Chavala like have spoken. That's Hashtag not. not that's not our friend. fault. <laughs> so I didn't uh, forget. Yeah, and we're going back we're going back to the abyss because we're trying to get um some spell components. We're trying to get specifically get like a decent chunk of rock. I have like a little piece, but we need more. Uh because Elias, the most genuine wife, is making a fake of one of the artifacts for us. Am I allowed to intro the episode now? <laughs> Oh, I, I wasn't fucking right. preventing you. Oh, no, this I wanted Andrew's to wait until fault. that was done. <laughs> yes, you're allowed. It was very funny. I think we Last just intro the episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know yeah, what else but I have injures. a better one, so. Oh, wow. Okay, fuck us, I guess. <laughs> no, not like, no, the recap was very good. Uh, last time on Legends of Leia, you reached out to Elias for help in creating a mock artifact with which to fool Zorban Molik. Fortunately for you, the High Elf Wizard says it is within her power. Unfortunately for you, it requires that you wander into the Godless Abyss for a particular kind of stone, which she needs to create a good enough body double of the Crown of Madness to fool Molik. On her urging, and with a few days left until the Black Tie Museum Gala, you use Elias's teleportation scrolls to journey quickly to the edge of the Abyss. 
For most of you, it's some place you've been before. And to one of you, Petros, it's achingly familiar. Not a pleasant nostalgia, really. More of a memory of something that hurt you so badly that your every living instinct is telling you to run as fast as possible in the opposite direction. Wow, what to make character choices for me. <laughs> Even here, on the edge of the crevasse, the sensation of an indescribable evil settles like falling ash into your skin. It's oppressive like smoke from an all-consuming wildfire. The crack in the continent runs further than your eye can see in either direction, into a never-ending horizon. The sky, which was dark but alive with stars in El Norte, has turned an inky black, that suffocating darkness snuffing out even the lights in the sky above it. There is nothing above, as though the environment itself is saying the only way forward is down. Looking over the edge, you can see the river sticks meandering through the rocky cavern floor. Stark black rocks, dead bushes, and scarred earth make up the rest of the abyss's floor that you can see. You can't see any signs of life. Uh, how do you plan to get down there? Okay, so I assume that the rocks are at the bottom. Yes. Oh, who said that? God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, anybody you're else not a hear that? And you don't get to talk to me. No. <laughs> Weirdly enough, I didn't hear that. So <laughs> that sounds like a you problem. Uh, I do have rope. If we want to use it this time, as opposed to the tower. Um, it is about a 60 foot descent. Okay, I is have it? 50 feet of rope. We could drop 10 feet, or I could drop 10 feet, because I'm like six and a half feet tall. It's not a very far drop for me, and then catch the rest of you. Is this like straight down like a cliff face, or is this like yes. slanted? It is like a cliff face. The oh, um, There are some, like, if you wanted to spend time looking for a way down, people come in and out of this, adventurers and people who are crazy enough to go from one side to the other, uh, will make their way in and out of the, uh, the Godless Abyss when traveling. Uh, if you spent time on it, uh, and I'd ask for, like, a survival or perception roll, to look for another way down that wouldn't require you to use rope. We can do that too. I have a decent survival, so. Um, hold on, I'm looking at spells. Summon the crab. spell of get you down a cliff face. <laughs> Summon the crab. Yeah, I don't know if the crab is going to be able to go like direct. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it can. I don't think it has a climb. It's speed. not like a goat or something. Now, if it was a mountain goat, that would be different. No, I had a really fun idea, but i i have I have storm sphere, not watery sphere, and I need watery mm. sphere for a really mm. dumb idea. But I don't have it, so none of this matters. <laughs> um, I don't really want to just climb down though. That's really boring. Okay, well, I'll just, I'll look and see if there's another path then. Sometimes boring is okay. Boring. No, hold on. Last time <laughs> you guys decided to get out of a place in a way that was, like, interesting, it nearly got everybody killed. So I'm thinking maybe it's okay to do something, like, boring for once. Sometimes boring is safe. Yeah. All right, well then, <laughs> you guys do it boring. Whatever you want to do, King. Uh, <laughs> I'll look and see if there's another way down. And if there isn't, then we'll use the rope. But I'll roll a survival. 
Uh, it's an 18. All right. Uh, Pedros, taking some time to look around, you see that there are um, parts of the cavern that have been hewn away through time and travel um, in a purposeful manner. That is more of a, it's still quite steep, and it would take some time to get down, but it would be easier and wouldn't require jumping <laughs> at the end. Um, there is like a like pedestrian, not to make it sound like some kind of freaking state park or something, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's like uh, one of those natural trails that like people yes. have just walked switch it backs. enough that it's a created back, yeah. a... Yeah, okay. So it is very, it's still very steep, but it goes down the side of the cavern at a more of an, at a lesser angle rather than just dropping straight down. There's okay. like a, a railing so that you don't fall and then there's benches to stop along the way. Yeah. There's a yeah, water there's fountain. there's some vending machines. Yes. I'm wow. Out here. <clears throat> hey, fellow Oregonians. I'm specifically thinking about the Cannon Beach uh, staircase. <laughs> Oh, I'm thinking oh, about yeah. Moldova Falls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm in same idea. That. Same concept. Um, hey, non Oregonians. <laughs> hey, uh, everyone else get fucked. Um, <laughs> hey, learn to Google. Finley. Yes. Yes. I dare you to just jump. <laughs> How high is it? 60 feet. <laughs> that your response wasn't no. <laughs> Well, I'm just like, all right, how much is 6d6 of damage? <laughs> Potentially quite a lot. <laughs> it's not that much for this level. <laughs> yeah, but what if there's like an evil worm at the bottom that immediately attacks Finley and Finley's alone <laughs> and just took 36 damage? Yeah, what if it's like tremors down there? What are you going to do about it then? What, she what just falls like the... right into the pit of Sarlacc. I was literally about to say the Sarlacc pit, you fucking dweeb! Same um, brain cell! Uh, Finley is going to, um... For, for a brief moment, she looks real dumb like she's just gonna jump. And then she takes out her grappling hook, which is in her inventory for real in real life. Hell yeah! Um, and, like, you know, is putting the hook part of it around something so that she can just grapple down. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So she's going to grapple down the 60 feet? Yeah. I mean, she has like 50 feet of rope, so she'll grapple down 50 feet and then drop 10. Okay. Um, make an athletics check for me. Happily. Could I argue acrobatics? Athletics. All right. Anyone who's been rock climbing or with oh, anything like 20. that. Okay, you you managed to do it without any problem. Your arms are swollen as fuck, so uh you have awesome core strength too, so it's no problem. Uh you're also like quite experienced with like rock climbing and getting up and down uh, steep cliff faces so you know exactly where to put your rope so that it is able to um, sustain you the whole way down besides the 10 feet at the bottom All right, I'm you then look back easy. up and flip off Ollie <laughs> with 
Wait, what you was the bet? You didn't do it. <laughs> I, in fact, did do it. I'm on the ground here safely. I said jump. You didn't jump. That doesn't count. I mean, the rope wasn't long enough, so I did, in fact, jump. That doesn't count. All you hear, this is I like... mean, it clearly does count. <laughs> There's a slight echo. I'm here. <laughs> Everything's fine. Cool. Um, Mateus. Get good. Yeah? Don't, don't bring it's... Mateus into <laughs> this. I dare you to jump. <laughs> I'm not really sure okay. that's fair. <laughs> I would... Because if I channel divinity, I can fly. <laughs> that's not jumping. That's falling with style. <laughs> wow. You know what? I never thought of it that way, Ollie. <sighs> and uh, that's what I'm going to call it from now on. I'm just going to walk down the switchback, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm also going to just walk down the switchback. Uh, Mateus will as well. Well, could somebody unhook the grappling hook before you? I'll do oh, that. Sorry. Yeah, I'll unhook it the lame you. way. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch, Petrus will do that. <laughs> Bitch, Petrus says before he releases the grappling hook. <laughs> Once again, I am sitting at the bottom of a jump, waiting for you all. Um, uh, question for you. So obviously the river Styx is at the bottom of this. Could I, from the top, jump into the into the water? Uh, yes, you can. Hold on, <laughs> Andrew. What's your backup character here? What's your third <laughs> backup character when Ollie inevitably fucking dies from doing the stupid stunt? I have stunt? a quick question. <laughs> Am I conflating this river Styx with the real? Sorry, the real river Styx <laughs> with, with the mythological visit. river of? You Six. know, the one you can visit every summer. Uh-huh. Um, if I climb Mount Olympus, will I get a meat Zeus? Um, is it's he not doing that like hard a... to climb Mount Olympus. Yeah, he has actually. office hours. Yeah, yeah. Is he doing like a meet and greet? Can I get a photo? I wouldn't want to. Yeah, no, he sucks. But like, I don't know. Maybe I could meet like... Okay, hold on. We're getting right, off track. Ollie. Hermes, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> no, uh, so am I complaining it with the actual river of sticks where like, I mean, if you touch the water, you'll die, right? Hey, you Ollie. Your memory. That's why there's a ferryman. Ollie, you have one chance to change your mind. <laughs> one yeah, opportunity. I'm not going to do it. As much okay. as I want to. So, you it, aren't going to jump into the water. No, I think it'd be fun. And I think it'd be a really cool way to get down there. But I also think it's a really bad idea. Okay. So unless someone eggs him on, he's not going to. <laughs> someone should be like, hey, Ollie, I dare you to jump. <laughs> uh, Hugo's not going to be the person that does that. Hugo's going to go down the stairs like an adult. <laughs> All right. <laughs> stairs. Switch back. Sorry. Whatever. You uh, make your way down. As you do with every step, it almost feels like the ground underneath you is about to give way. Like it's just had one too many people. Go down it. Um, it's also not a very stable path. It's very clear that people have used gear to get down even the switchback um, due to the steepness of the cliff face itself. Uh, but you do finally manage to get down to the bottom of the chasm. And as you do, you can get a better look at the surroundings around you. Looking up that 
cloud of darkness that was obscuring the sky seems to have fallen so that you can no longer see above the chasm walls. So it kind of looks like the chasm walls go up forever, reaching into these black clouds. Um, the dead bush and other what you assume were once greenery perhaps are stark white and brittle and there are many cracks in the earth that look like the scars of gigantic claws and the river itself is this murky blackness that is impossible to see down you cannot you can't tell how deep the river it is at first glance it seems like the river is moving quite slowly but it belies a very strong current and the river seems to have burst its banks slightly just ahead of you where a small amount of the water is cresting over the river bank uh, over the path, the walking path. As you come into, uh, you come kind of come up to the edge of where the water has crested the banks and is going over this one path where the uh, there's like was a small land bridge. It looks like. Um, you see, kind of in this dark water, that it looks like it bubbles slightly. Like, it crests almost like a wave, but as if someone was coming up for air. But you can't exactly see what, and it goes back under the water quickly. And this happens quite a few times, but past the, um, like, past the water, you can see a large outcropping of this pitch black stone similar to the stone that Petros has and the one that Elias is looking for that's what we need right sure looks like it alright so let's just cross this water grab it and then text Elias teleport out of here no wait we have a thing we yeah. just have to grab it we have been- out of here yeah, we don't even need to come back. We just need to get to it. But uh, we all need to get to it, no? Yeah, we just need to get over there to the rock together, presumably, because uh, once we get it, we need to teleport out of here, but we all need to be, like, together for that to work. I can't, like, if you guys are over there, you're just fucked. Exactly. I do not want to leave anyone behind, nor do I particularly want to be left behind. Yeah. Agreed. So the water that is up on the bank, is it like, it's is it moving? Is it coming up and then going back down? Yeah. Okay. 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 I have the water itself very much acts like it is alive. Like it's some kind of snake slithering over this land bridge Yikes. that once was. How wide are these like, streams? Anywhere between 20 and... 35 feet across. Not supremely jumpable, then. Okay. No, it's not jumpable. Um, 
very much would not like to go I have an idea. It, but... Yeah. Uh, Ollie pulls out the Wand of Assembly. <laughs> okay. We could create a bridge out of wardrobes. What? Cabinets? Cabinets. Whatever. Is there a limit to how many cabinets you can make? I think so. <laughs> what is it? I think I think it has like 19 charges left. And does it recharge or is it just... Oh, no, like... I don't think it recharges. Okay. No. Okay. Do the you only thing blow... would be that the water might like lift them up or like move them. Yeah, we also don't know how you know, which is, is what happens to wood when placed in water. <laughs> uh, almost uh, like the the item was designed to not be able to make bridges out of cowards. Just summon a bunch of them, tie them together, throw it across, <laughs> hope for the best. <laughs> make a little boat out of them. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's the only magic um, item I, I have, sure. so I gotta make use of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, while, while Ollie discusses his plan to make a bridge out of cabinets, uh, can I look, like, it looks like there's, like, a cliff to the left. That's back into the river. You're, like, coming across a land bridge kind of thing. Gotcha. So there's nothing on the left there that's, like, higher up. No. No, it goes all the way across. Okay. We don't know how deep it is either. Um, Mateus, you can fly, can't you? Wait, I'm just gonna cast. I'm just gonna cat bring my crab, and the crab can just walk across. Can it? Can it walk on on water? <laughs> no, but comes it and just goes. <laughs> how deep is it? That's the question. We have no clue. I mean, my... Unless it's like 10 feet deep right here, then my crab should be able to. But it might be. <laughs> Alright, then what's your suggestion, smarty pants? My suggestion Christ. would be, Mateus, Mateus, you can... Christ does not exist here. Mateus, you can fly, can't you? Right? Am I, under, am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, for short distances. Okay, can you carry anybody when you do that, or is that just a one-person-only situation? It's just a me. I don't think I'd be able to carry anyone doing that. <sighs> Nuts, okay. He carries he like carries Petra's princess style in his arms <laughs> across the river. Wow. <laughs> Love wins. Happy pride. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I Yeah, I don't know... We could we could try that. I I don't feel confident that this water will not be surprisingly deep. Um, and by I'm we gonna... try that, I mean the crab idea. Also, there's something definitely in that water, and I don't want to get my ass in there. I'm gonna be honest, even if it's not very deep, there's for sure something in there. Well, yeah, we can't walk through it. Does anybody have a stick? Is there a long stick around here? I have multiple tridents. Uh, I <laughs> you have small. multiple tridents? I do. I have multiple tridents. 
tridents of fish command we'll see if it works on zombie fish yeah i have i have tried to fish command and i still have my just like regular ass trident i never got rid of it so just like stick your trident in the water and see if it can touch the bottom okay but the only thing is that like i wouldn't recommend keeping the trident because like to pull it back out you're probably going to touch the water and we don't want that yeah i don't mind getting rid of my just normal one i'm not using it I'm not using the other one either, to be fair, but it's enchanted. Why wouldn't you want to get it back? Because then you have to touch the water, because the water's going to be on the trident. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about anything that has interacted with this water. We we just have no clue what impact it would have on anything. You know, maybe it would be... Do we know that the water's cursed or something? No, but I have a strong suspicion that it is based on everything else about this place. My friend, it is God maybe that's Garless my... Abyss. Yeah, maybe that's my, my PTSD talking, but also, I just, I don't, mm, I don't trust like that. I would just rather be- Can I make an arcana check on cautious. the water? <laughs> I, I sure. guess so. Arcana? Like, I'm a dumbass. I'm not good at arcana, but- Are you skilled oh, good, in arcana? I rolled a two. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you... Question it answered. Was, it just, I mean... Uh, two plus one is three. Not to bring back a uh, former argument that y'all have had, but that just looks like regular darkness. Cool. Not cool. Cool and dope. I mean, cool it's dark around sick. here. Of course the water's dark. There's nothing to reflect to make it brighter. The water is just muddy. There you go. All right, then and just you walk across that. it, Finley. This or is... need to know how deep it is. Okay. And swim across it. You can swim, right? I not against flowing water. Huh. <laughs> yeah, not all of us can swim against flowing water. Brag about it. Uh this is the stupidest idea in the world, but I have to say it out loud just to get it out of my brain. I can turn into a rock. <laughs> You one of y'all could just fucking shot. Are you gonna throw just him throw into you. the water? Just fucking shot put me across. Now um, wait fifteen minutes. Oh, Hugo finally gets to build his trebuchet. We're uh, not yeah. doing that. I think that's a terrible idea, because if one of you fucked up the role, I'd be dead for sure. But, but I think I it's think you funny. Should do it. Before we do anything, I it, so can I could tie you to the tip of one of my arrows. Can I roll an arcana check to see what I know about this water and what sure. this river might do to you? Sure. 25. Um you've never while you've never been here before, this is a uh an article of uh magic that is has been talked about worlds over uh in any establishment where magic is studied particularly the dark kinds of magic uh it is well known that the this river uh carries many nasty things the extent of which is not fully known but one thing that people do know from stories and from having interacted it with with it before is that uh the water tends to grab people and Pull them underneath. The water has hands. I don't like that. 
It's either the water mm. with its force pulling people down, its strong current, or there is something inside the water grabbing people and pulling them down into the abyss. Like a Kelpie. Okay. So, like, the abyss itself is maybe, like, under this water, essentially. Like, this is almost like a portal, if I'm understanding it correctly. Yes, or, uh, like, a, um, like a pathway to it, almost. Gotcha. Because this river uh, does run into the abyss. Gotcha. When the path opened up, it was like this thing which was already in the abyss then was exposed to the world around it. Because I was going to say... Me getting pulled underwater is not not the end of the world. <laughs> I can breathe. <laughs> yeah, maybe this water is the issue. But yeah, it generally would not be a problem. Hmm. And also that means that those of us who have mounts should probably not try and ride the mounts across. Oh, most certainly. All right, so we're back to the bridge idea then. Yeah, I. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if you try and throw like a cabinet in there, it sounds like it's just gonna get dragged under in a way that will not be productive to our venture. All right, well, let's just go home then. <laughs> yeah, fuck this. <laughs> I mean, maybe this is a situation where only, like, those of us who can otherwise get across, go across, get what we need, and then come back. As in, I don't like that. I don't like the idea of splitting us up very much. But. And by those of us who could go across, I mean, Mateus can fly, and one of you can fucking throw me when I'm in rock form. How big of a walk? I mean, that's looking like our best option. What were you saying, Ben? I, I realized Maddie was talking as Maddie and not as Petros, so I'm not going <laughs> to reply in Hugo. How big is Petros in rock form? Because I was presuming Boulder. Uh, let me double check. In which case, the only person who could throw Petros is Petros. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently not even that, if the past is any indication. Uh, it does not yeah. say. It just sounds that I transform into a rock. I think we talked about this when I turned into a rock for that meeting. I imagined just like a fist-sized rock, and I think we agreed that that was reasonable. I assumed you turned into a Petro-sized rock. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, because that would have been incredibly... It turns you into a rock, not into a boulder. Yeah. A boulder-sized boulder. Yeah, I feel I like that would have to... been really conspicuous if you were at this dockside meeting and Zorbian was like, hey, uh, what's that big-ass boulder that's just in the middle of this dock? That seems kind of odd, right? What's up with this statue of an orc? <laughs> I, like, genuinely, Crazy. Okay, but like, Petros was kind of out of the way. I thought it was reasonable, honestly. Yeah, no, that's fair. No, but I can turn into a, like, just a rock. Cool. So... We're all thinking of that one tweet that's like a large boulder the size of a small boulder, The size right? of a small boulder. Yeah, yes, yeah. Absolutely. Spongebob. That's a rock. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking uh, of Avatar. I got a rock. <clears throat> How many other references can we make here? Anyway, so yeah, I guess that's it. Or I guess Mateus could carry me as a rock. Like I, he oh. can't carry people. I'll be a rock. <laughs> that's gonna be a problem. <laughs> uh, one more reference. You can't smell what the rock's cooking. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> okay, we're good. <laughs>
can't yeah. even know rocks could cook. Uh, one can. Any other <laughs> ideas? <laughs> is that it? Is that our best idea? Um, <laughs> well, I, I mean, my idea. I have said several ideas, and y'all are just shooting my ideas down. So, <laughs> yeah, fuck I me, I but... guess. No, you're right, Andrew. I'm sorry. So your idea <laughs> is uh, crab go across river, which we've determined was not a good idea because you'll be dragged underwater, and then build a bridge, which I also think would not be a good idea because your bridge would be dragged underwater. Or it would just get carried away. Or it would be carried away. It was meant to stay um, steady. That's why you go fast. It would also fast. take a long time to like connect them all. <laughs> that's why you go fast. <laughs> I can't go fast. Bitch, I'm too big. Just Finley can go across the water. Yeah, this is a just like you're gonna have to toss me moment. Um, any other ideas? I still say we just throw Petros across when he's a rock. Well, I think that is part of plan A. It's just that I will go over with Mateus, presumably carrying me as a rock, so there will be two people over there. Rather than just me being yeeted. All right. I have a question uh, about the rock thing. Can you consciously turn back into a person, or are you stuck that way for the full what is it, fifteen minutes? That would be so funny if it was. <laughs> that would be very funny. Uh, it's up for twenty minutes as concentration, which to me indicates I can release that concentration when I want. And okay, I was like, that could be. Yeah, I would be. Yeah, be like, oh, no. well, what happens? <laughs> We're literally no. creating a Petros grenade. <laughs> when the rock lands, it turns into a Petros. Kate so. Bugo, thoughts? <laughs> Hugo just... <clears throat> Hugo gestures for it, says, I have no idea how wise this river is. None of these ideas sound great, but I am willing to try whichever one doesn't involve me. Talking, the water seems to grow wider and starts lapping at your feet towards God your feet. damn it. Okay. You go back <laughs> Fine. Up a little bit. Uh Okay, what about this? Finley has a grappling hook. Throw that shit across and let's shimmy on over. Shimmy shimmy yeah. Yeah. Shimmy yah, shimmy yeah. Alright, whatever. I mean, do we even know that all of us need to go there? Yeah, I don't think so. I think that maybe it's I think we could just do a smaller party and have the smaller party come back rather than trying to figure out everybody getting over. That seems much smarter. Yeah. Uh, and Finley's going to switch over to her short bow. Okay. Uh, Mateus, how far can you fly? Uh... How far can he fly, Nick? <laughs> Figure it out. Far. <laughs> More uh, than 20 I just feet? Have a fly speed. I don't know. Honestly, What's I haven't tried speed? to push it that far. Never okay. had to. Okay. But far enough that you could get as across. Fast as I can walk, if not more. Okay. So, yeah, you could get across. No problem. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to turn into a rock. <laughs> Why did I come here? <laughs> Because we asked you to, and you're way too nice, I think, is the problem. Hey, so I'm gonna turn to- say no. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm gonna turn into a rock, 
please carry me over. I'll turn out of a rock. We'll get the rocks that we need, and then we'll repeat it to go back, and then we can fucking leave this place and hopefully not die. All right. I turned into a rock. <laughs> it's so- Mateus just kind of like kind of looks up at the cloud for a minute, like he's like, I don't know how I fucking got here or why. Melora, help us. <laughs> but- Melora, if you're out there, a <laughs> <laughs> mob. Uh, but, uh, he will, he picks you up in rock form. And, uh, silvery draconic wings shoot out from between his shoulder blades. And he pushes off into the air to make the 20, now 25 foot journey over the water. Uh, he manages to land with you on the other side. And... Sets, like, he isn't really sure what to do with it, but he puts it on the ground, like, farther and far enough from the water and then backs away a little bit. Yeah, and I turn back into a guy. It's like, oh, thank <laughs> Not God. Not that I'm complicated. Sure that was gonna work. Yeah, <laughs> he no, doesn't I'm know fine. about the rock, so. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know if we're going to turn back into a person. What do I do with this? Do I need to throw yeah. it like a Pokeball? Petrus, I choose you. Like, what the fuck is this? Knock. No. Knock twice upon the rock. Yeah. You have to kiss it <laughs> like the frog prince. <laughs> I'm um, sure our fans would uh, like that if, if that were to happen. Well, it's not true, though, and it's not what happens. Okay, I have a hammer, which I presume will let me take off part of this rock for spell purposes. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on a sec. Moving you across. I have specifically like the adventuring gear level of hammer. Um, yeah. Cool. Go ahead and make a dexterity check. Okay. That's an 18. Okay, you're able to get the right amount of rock off of this big pillar of black stone. Uh, do you Great. have something to carry it in? Uh, besides my bag? <laughs> I mean, it could be your bag. I'm just like, I'm thinking, do you have... Like, to catch the pieces and everything, is there a bag that you're going to use? Or are you just going to throw it um, in your backpack? <laughs> I don't really have, like, I mean, I'll, like, take off my cloak and wrap it in my cloak for okay. the time being. It's just, like, to keep it all together so you don't have to go digging through your backpack for shards later and then poke your yeah. fingers and that's never Die, yeah. Cool. Can we the repeat instant- the stunt? Oh. Great. The instant that you start hacking away at this black boulder the river seems to react to you touching it rearing up as if it were sitting up and rearing its head going back before going back down again but this time it leaves two figures ahead of the water They are dark figures, shadow beings, but covered in grime and river soil and mud and just dead water plants. And they carry the reek of rot. And they have the distinct 
facial features of a human skull. And I need everyone to roll initiative. All right. So, as the water parts to reveal these creatures, they, one of them sees Petros and Mateus uh, as being closest to it and starts heading over your way. It raises itself up out of the water and it's like it's wearing a cloak of dead plant matter. And the rest of it is just like formless shadow. More like the suggestion of a figure. But obviously with enough uh, form that it is carrying all of this dead plant matter and mud and river sediment with it as it floats over to you. It will go over to you, Petros. And will attack you with its claws. That will be a 14, which doesn't hit. And a 13, which doesn't hit. So it tries to swipe out at you, but uh, its claws, you manage to lean backward just in time. And that smell of just rotting plant and mud is just brushed right in front of your face. The other one sees Hugo, Ollie, and Finley and will go over to whoever is closest to it. It doesn't seem to have the desire to choose anyone specifically, just Hugo it happens to be closer. Mm-hmm. And it will also try to hit you with its claws. It can try. A 10, which I'm guessing doesn't hit. No, it doesn't. And a 21. Yeah. All right, so one. It breaks its claws through you. And does seven points of psychic damage. And then it'll use its bonus action to hide. Hide how? Like disappear or like It back disappears up? kind of back into the shadows where you can't see it. Cool. Um, question. Um, I'm, I'm, we talked a lot in the last two sessions about picking up Hugo's armor. Jog yes. my memory. Even though I just recited the entire uh history of legends of leia uh did we actually pick up my armor we did because we We specifically left the next day to make sure we could pick it up before we left Mm -hmm. cool then i i had yet to upgrade my armor because we didn't end up using our character sheets last time all right or rather we didn't do combat uh well it's fine that that second attack still hit so i'll just do that uh, all right uh, on the next move or whatever um anyway you said seven yep seven points of psychic damage Delightful. Well, <laughs> as it Yay! hits you with its claws, you feel like you're being torn apart from the inside. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have IBS. <laughs> uh, tummy hurt squad. Tummy hurt squad. 
<laughs> Next is Ollie. Okay, so that one is hidden, so I can't see it at all right now, or? Nope. Okay. The one over by Petros is not hidden, though? Nope. Cool. Um, Ollie is going to step up just about to the banks of the water, just about to the edge. Um, he has his cane that has his arcane focus on it. Because he had them put it on it, so he just has to use the cane now. Uh, he points it at the shadowy creature by Petros. Um, and then says, uh, why don't we shine a little light on the situation? Um, <laughs> and cast Sunbeam. Uh, All right. A beam of brilliant light flashes out from your hand in a five-foot-wide, 60-foot-long line. Each creature in the line must make a constitution saving throw, so it needs to make a con save. Um, it also says that undead and oozes have disadvantage on this saving throw if it is one of those. It is not undead. Is it an ooze? Nope. Damn. <laughs> uh, 19. That... Uh, succeeds, unfortunately, so it'll take half damage. Alright. Um. So half, so it'll take 15 radiant damage. Holy fuck. Okay, 15. And I am now concentrating on Sunbeam. Alright. Does it do something every turn, then? Yeah, so each turn, while I have it, while I'm concentrating, I can do it again. As an action. Is that your turn? Uh, that is my turn. I am done. All right. Uh, you, when you cast your spell and the sunlight uh, just bursts from the top of your staff, boring into this this fiend, uh, it, it, if it had a mouth, it would scream. It feels like it almost does in your mind. <laughs> mm, good. He's like, yeah, suffer. <laughs> and in so doing it almost shirks away from Petros and Mateus uh, next is Hugo wait Hugo has upgraded his armor he just changed really quick <laughs> uh, so I, I see that Um, I mean I see where the monster is right am I able to you said it kind of disappeared into the shadows but can I like see it no even though it's within range of my eyesight, because it's because I because it's like fifteen feet away from me. No, it is unseen. Okay, um, but so, but I saw which way it went, right? Yes, you saw which okay. way it went. And the sunbeam isn't helping me at all. I didn't no. shoot it at that one. Well, I know you didn't, but I don't know how bright the sunbeam is. It's sunlight, so it's very bright, but... Okay. It also By has way, disappeared so around... There's like a a corner edge, and it has moved around that out of your field of vision. So it's not like you <sighs> saw it disappear and could be like, okay, that's where it is. I'll take a shot in the dark. Okay, well, I mean, cool, because that's exactly what I was hoping to do. Um, but it sounds like that's inadvised. 
I mean, you could definitely um, try it. It would just be at a disadvantage. No, that's okay, Nick. It sounds like it's a bad idea. <laughs> you know where the one by uh, Petros is, though, right? That's true. I, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You would have to go across the water. Uh, yeah, well, I, can't. I mean, or I, I guess you could shoot your hand. Attack, Don't you have a hand crossbow? He has crossbow? a hand crossbow. Uh-huh, 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 with a famously great range. Let's just uh, let's just measure that real quick. Let's just uh, do, 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 do. it's forty feet. Um, I don't think my hand crossbow goes that far. I think its range is twenty. Exactly. So Which here's the thing: I, I don't do, want to. Tra- I made it. <laughs> yeah, brag about it. Um, so so I don't want to go after the one that's hiding because I don't want to accidentally step in the river. Nor do I want to get pulled away from everyone else and then get slashed to death from the inside, apparently, um, by a monster that has suddenly caught me off guard. So I guess Hugo's just going to stand there and keep his sword <laughs> pointed in the vague direction, like a dowsing rod, <laughs> in the vague direction of where the monster went off to. Because um, it sounds like pursuing after it is going to be a bad idea. So... And I don't yeah, like Johnny said, you could ready an action. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Oh, okay. Pardon. All good. What exactly is the action that you're preparing, and what is the trigger for your action? If the monster gets close, I'll stab him. Okay. Just needed to hear it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I entered a fey pack just now. <laughs> Because I'm the DM, you'll exchange with your soul. Yeah, you don't know my name. Um, sure, you go, Dufontaine. Oh, yeah. I meant Ben Hamlin, but yeah. I mean, also, that's the trick of Hugo, is that he has so many fucking names and no one can remember <laughs> he them. He probably has a secret name we don't know about, yeah. too. Like a secret mm-hmm. middle name. He's like, haha, I didn't give you everything. Finley, it's your turn. Cool. Um, so the very first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to shoot this shadow creature that is next to Petros that I can see. Okay. Uh, and that is with, uh, silvered ammunition, BT-dub, for, if that matters. Uh, and that is a 24 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Four. Plus six is nine damage. And then I'm going to move. Well, all right. So I'm going to move. I'm going to ping the square I'm going to move to because I'm going to do a thing where I switch places with uh, Hugo. Mm -hmm. So if Hugo would actually move there. Uh, that's a maneuver yeah that is a maneuver called bait and switch when you're within five feet of a creature on your turn you can expend one superiority dice and switch places with that creature provided you spend at least five feet of movement and the creature is willing and isn't incapacitated all right this move doesn't provoke opportunity attack throw that superiority dice in the river (laughs) no (laughs) you'll get it back later 
Uh, so I'm going to roll a d10 real quick. And I rolled a nine, so I have nine additional AC until the start of my next turn. It's a lot of AC. Good Fuck job. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me just roll the severity of day until the start of your next turn. You or the other creature your choice gains a bonus to AC equal to the number rolled. Yeah. Yeah, so I just have nine additional AC. <laughs> um and then uh what is what are what are the mechanics uh in your game, Nick, since there are not explicit rules in D D five E for switching weapons? Can I do that as part of my movement or do I need to do half of that as part of my movement? I think that's half your movement. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't say it's free. It takes time to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm asking. Can I can I the the rules explicitly say I can stow my weapon as part of my movement. Yeah. Okay, so I can do that, and then will you let me use my bonus action to draw my sword and shield? Yeah. And that's my whole trick. Right. Uh, a note that I didn't realize, because I didn't read all of the spell. Um, while I'm concentrating on Sunbeam, for the duration, a moat of brilliant radiance shines in your hand. It sheds bright light in a 30-foot radius and dim light for an additional 30 feet. This light is sunlight. So I'm real fucking bright right now. <clears throat> okay. How, what's the radius, sorry? What was that? What's the radius, sorry? Uh, 30 foot bright and then an additional 30 feet dim. So 60 total. All right. Finley takes out her cooking knife, machete, and her shield, which I like to think she's, you know, served like served stuff on like she holds up her shield right and then the underside is like <laughs> a charcuterie board or something <laughs> that's just what i think about when i think of finley i'm like as a free action i take a piece of salami out of my shield and <laughs> <laughs> snack <laughs> um i think i'll say snacking is a free action. <laughs> all right so just like real life just like real life <laughs> All right, so next to Mateus and Petros, from the, as like, as uh, bright light penetrates the rest of the area, bright light illuminates most of the cavern. That's not the word you used the first time. Penetrates. (laughs) Ha ha. Like sex. Wow, I hope you graduate from seventh grade soon. No, I'm being held back for being a fucking moron. (laughs) You can't make fun of me. I'm already me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, As the bright light illuminates the rest of the cavern, Petros and Mateus can see kind of over the top of this... um, over the top of the stones a giant lizard-like creature it has the face of it's like uh, these red almost bloodyish scales and what look like feathers but are really pointed scales sticking out from the back of its head and neck uh, in its hand it carries a weapon 
Um, it has a like a uh, a scythe in its claws, one of its claws. And uh, as it sees you, Petros, it is going to. Well, first it moves through the water. And is going to, sh well, actually now it just sees Petros in its line of, or Mateus in its line of fire. So we'll shoot a jet of water at him. So it launches this spout of water, like from this befouled spring at him. And he has to make a saving throw. Good thing he's good at that. Oh, thank God. That was 28. Damn. Uh, on a field, so, and has, I'll roll that damage anyway. He still takes 18 points of acid damage and is not pulled towards it. So the water oh. kind of shoots up around Mateus's feet and this befouled water like sinks into his armor and it starts to, it almost burns, starts to burn away at it. So that is 18. Wait, like, like in a good way. Boy, I sure wish I knew any fucking magic. That is all for this demon. Next is Petros. Um, so first and foremost, I would like to cast Thunderous Smite as my bonus action. Uh, and then I am going to, uh, make my first attack against the monster right in front of me. Come on, big money, no whammies. Okay, that is a fucking <laughs> whammy. That was an 11. <laughs> Miss. You're, yeah. uh, you try to get out at it, but because it's, like, writhing within the, the light of the sunlight that Ollie shot at it, you just barely miss it. Okay. I will then make my second attack. That's a 16. Not a lot better. It hits. Great. Okay. So I'm going to roll my normal damage first, and then I'll roll my additional thunder damage. So that is 9, and then an additional 7 thunder damage. So that is going to be 16 damage total. And then additionally, uh, it is... It needs to make a strength saving throw. 19? Yep, that beats it. Okay, it's fine then. It does not get pushed away from me. Uh, it has a plus 9 for strength saving throws, so... Cool. Good to know. Uh, cool, and then... I am just gonna kick it right here, I think. I am not gonna move. <laughs> he, like, pulls out a lawn chair, kicks back, and relaxes. it. <laughs> Yeah, it just hangs, really. Uh, but no, I want to be able to... I want to be next to Mateus so I can impose disadvantage if I need to. And I don't want this thing to get an opportunity attack on me, so... Alright. That's me. Good. Uh, next is Mateus. Who is... Who, seeing the monster that just shot acid water at him, is going to 
let's see. Where is it? Where is it? All right. He is going to cast Branding Smite as a bonus action on his longsword. So when he attacks and hits, it'll do an extra 2d6 radiant damage and shed dim light in a 5-foot radius and then can't become invisible. So he brands the monster. He will brand the anything he hits as being visible. He'll cast that at second level. And because that was a bonus action, he will then move forward and attack the shadow creature with his sword. First attack hits. He swings his sword forward and cuts like right into the chest area of the creature. And this sh shadowy residue kind of pours out of this wound on this creature. So that's seven plus... 2d6 radiant damage. Which, of course, is a 2. Because, <laughs> you know, ain't that how it always fucking happens. Okay, but it the target now sheds dim light in a 5-foot radius and cannot cool. become invisible. So That's fun, though. Yeah, I do love that. And when he hits it with his weapon attack, you can kind of see... The um the mark of Bahamut is like branded into its chest where the wound happened, and cool. through that mark is what's shining light from the creature, and it tries to get like get the mark off of itself, but it can't. It's just like branded into its very being. Hell yeah, that's dope. So with the two shadow demons still crawling out of the water, threatening both of you, and now this new threat in the water, tainting everything around it. The water, the air, everything. That's where we're going to end this episode. The show you've just been listening to was The Legends of Leia, brought to you by Infinity Brick, where we're telling stories our own way. This show is dungeon mastered by Nick Boylan, edited by Andrew Akel, and produced by Ben Hamlin. It features the voices of Andrew Akel, Ben Hamlin, Manny Trombo Gomes, and Johnny Ronaldo. Our music is by Johnny Ronaldo, and our logo is by Andy Wilson. You can check out all of our other shows at infinitybreak.net and support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash infinitybreak where there's plenty of Legends of Leia bonus content, including chatter from recordings and insight on the story and world. You can also follow us at our Twitter account at Legends of Laia. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next week. ha <laughs> ha.